0: Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero, NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this? Aye aye, Captain. Welcome back to Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today we are doing Season 2, Episode 1, Amok Time. So Vicky, would you like to tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. Spotify, and... Where it all began, right here on Anchor. Yay! You can contact us at Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek. Correct. And where can I get a merch shirt? I don't know why. Do want sh- one? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Trek.com. Correct. So I have to apologize first off. We did not record last week because Vicky had the flu and lost her voice. I could not speak. And then <clears throat> on the Sunday I was supposed to be home, Texas got snow, and so the Texas driver with my load was not able to come up, and so they made me wait there in Denver until Monday so that they could load as much stuff as they could on me Monday to try and leave as little product on the dock when Texas finally showed up. Right? So, that's what happened in the debacle that happened last weekend, or else we would have recorded. Um, I also wanted to apologize for the sound quality of the movie, because it was extremely quiet. Even though we had the TV cranked up to 40, it was still really quiet, and I don't know why. Um, So, I am sorry about that as well. So, Vicky, Season 2... Episode 1, Amok Time. What did you think was going to happen today? Time gets out of control for the Enterprise, and they're thrown into a different universe. Boy, don't I wish that was true. Should I save that for another episode?
1: Probably TNG. Um, Okay.
0: (laughs) So in this one, suffering through his first infection of Ponfar... You should know what this is. We we heard about it in Enterprise.
1: Yes, I know what Panfarr is.
0: The Vulcan biological mating urge, Spock must return to Vulcan to marry his betrothed or he will die. However, when the Enterprise arrives at Vulcan, complications at the ceremony may endanger Captain Kirk as well. Oh, are you ready for this one? Yes! Okay, here we go. Oh, Captain!
2: Got a minute? A minute. Spock. Have you noticed anything strange about him? No, nothing particular. What? Well, it's nothing I can pinpoint without an examination, but he's become increasingly restive. If he were not a Vulcan, I'd almost say nervous. And for another thing, he's avoiding food. I checked, and he hasn't eaten at all in three days. You well, know, that just sounds like Mr. Spock in one of his contemplated phases.
0: So he's not eating because of the pump bar? Mr. Do what? He's not eating because of the pomp bar. Correct. So, just so everybody knows, because Vicky's been sick, she did not watch the two episodes that we're gonna do, which is *A Muck Time* and *Who Mourns for Adonis*. So she is doing this on the fly, compared to what she normally does.
1: Right.
0: So if things sound sporadic, it's her fault. She should have watched them. <laughs> she should have watched God. them. McCoy? Uh, Captain. Captain. What's this? Oh, oh Vulcan Plumik soup. And I'll bet you made. So plumik soup. Now we've heard about this. Okay. So plumik soup or plumik broth was a Vulcan food. It was usually described as bland in taste, although variations such as a spicy version existed. It was considered a traditional morning meal on Vulcan.
2: Hey. It, uh, you
1: never give up hoping, do you? Well, uh, Mr. Spock hasn't been eating, Doctor, and I, I just happened to notice. It's all right. Carry on, Miss Chapel. Hey, hey.
2: Bones, I'm a busy man. Jim. When I suggested to Spock that it was time for his routine checkup, your logical, unemotional first officer turned to me and said, you will cease to pry into my personal matters, Doctor, or I shall certainly break your neck. Spock said that?
3: What is this? Ah! Prying, if I want anything from you, I'll ask for it.
0: All that right in front of the captain.
4: Right.
0: Captain. Captain, I should like to request a leave of absence
3: on my home planet. On our present course, you can divert to Vulcan with a loss of but 2.8 light days. What the devil is this all about? I have made my request, Captain. All I require from you is that you answer it, yes or no.
0: And they basically slammed the door in his face.
3: undignified for a woman to play servant to a man who is not hers. I did not I'm more interested in your request for surely.
2: In all the years that you I've have known my you... my request, Captain. Will you grant it or not? In all the years that I've known you, you've never asked for a leave of any sort. In fact, you've refused them. Why now? Captain, surely I have enough <laughs> leave time accumulated. Agreed, but that isn't the question, is it? There's a problem, some sort of illness in the family. No, nothing of that nature, Captain. Then, since we're headed for Altair 6, and since the shore facilities
0: there are excellent. No, I must. So, Altair 6, I'm pretty sure you're going to ask about this one, huh? Okay. Altair 6 was an inhabited sixth planet of the Altair system. The system was located in Sector 9, which I didn't pull it up, and I don't know why I didn't. Which 6 or 9 is a region of space in the Alpha Quadrant. The Alter System was located in the Sector. That's all it gives me. Okay. Because there's no real map of the universe for this. But anyways, uh, that's what... They're heading to Altair 6. Uh, okay. So that's where they're heading.
3: I wish to take my leave on Vulcan.
0: Now notice this for yours. Did you notice Spock's hand? Yes. The one with the pen in it? Yes. A, it's shaking and B, he's holding it like he's wanting to stab something. Right. Trying to maintain control.
2: Spock, I'm asking,
3: what's wrong? I need rest asking you to accept that answer.
0: So because of all this and what is about to transpire, if anyone in the uh, Vulcan who is going through this, it is immediately granted because of the incident that is happening right now.
4: Okay.
0: Rid Helm. Yes,
3: Captain. Alter course to Vulcan, Increase speed to warp forward.
2: Aye, sir. Thank you, Captain. I suppose most of us overlook the fact that even Vulcans aren't in destruction.
0: Noticed the wall when he walked out. Yeah, I saw that. What it's supposed to be is that when Spock slammed the door in his face, he went in. But we had the opening credit scene first.
3: We're not.
2: Captain's log, star date 3372.7. On course, on schedule, bound for Altair Six via Vulcan. First Officer Spock seems to be under stress. Is requested and been granted shore leave. Ship surgeon McCoy has him under medical surveillance.
1: Captain, something's coming in on the Starfleet channel. Priority and urgency.
2: Put it on audio over here, Lieutenant.
1: Message complete, sir. Switching over.
2: The captain, USS Enterprise, Starfleet Sector 9. Inauguration ceremonies Altair 6 have been advanced seven solar days. Your order to alter your flight plan is filed to accommodate. Your order of Comac, Admiral, Starfleet Command. Knowledge. Lieutenant Uhura, I acknowledge that message. Aye, am. Mr. Chekhov, compute course and speed necessary for compliance.
1: We'll have to head directly there at uh, warp 6, sir.
0: Insufficient time to stop off at Vulcan. At the so, season one, we didn't see Pavel at all. Right. We now have Pavel Chekhov. Gotcha. Walter Kanan. I, lo- I, I, I I know that he probably gets tired of saying nuclear wessels because that's one of the most popular lines people ask him to say. But regardless of that, for me, he is a, a good actor. Right. In my opinion. And in this one, he was playing the stereotype of a Russian. And the stereotyping of the Russians was not exactly pretty back then or accurate. So, uh, you'll hear Chekhov say, Yes, it's a Russian invention. It was discovered by the Russians. Because the stereotype is that with the Russians, they think they did everything before anybody else. But that was a stereotype. Gotcha. So he was doing the best he could with the best information he had. For Altair Six. Sailor's
2: luck, Mr. Spark. Or as one of Finagle's laws puts it, any home port the ship makes will be somebody else's, not mine. The new president of Altair Six wants to get himself launched a week early, so we have to be there a week early. Don't worry, I'll see that you get your leave
3: as soon as we're finished. I quite understand, Captain. Kirk to his bed and
0: can't sleep. Bridge navigation. Navigation, check off here. Mr. Checkoff, how late will we
2: arrive for the ceremonies if we increase speed to maximum and divert to Vulcan just long enough to drop off
1: Mr. Spock? I don't understand, Captain.
2: How far behind schedule will diverting to Vulcan put us?
0: We're on course for Vulcan, Captain. as Mr. Spock ordered? Thank you, Mr. Chekov. i Kirk. Mr. Spock. Come
2: with me, please.
0: Done messed up. Right.
3: Take five.
2: You changed course for Vulcan, Mr. Spock. Why?
3: Changed the course. Do you deny it? No. No, by no means, Captain. It is quite possible. And why'd you do it? Captain, I accept on your word that I did it. I do not know why, nor do I remember doing it. Captain, lock me away. I do not wish to be seen. I cannot, no Vulcan could explain further. Trying to help you, Spock? Ask me no further questions I will not answer. I order you to report to the sick bay. Sick bay.
2: Complete examination. McCoy's waiting.
3: To report to sick bay, Doctor. I have done so. And now I'll go to my quarters. My orders were to give you a thorough physical. In case you hadn't noticed,
2: I have to answer to the same commanding officer that you do.
3: Come on, Spock. Yield to the logic of the situation. Examine me. For all the good it'll do either of us how do you figure it check out first we're going to Vulcan then we're going to Altair then we're headed to Vulcan again now we're headed back to Altair I think I'm going to get specific
2: Jim, you've got to get Spock to Vulcan. Oh, I will, I will. As soon as this mission is completed. No! Now, right away. If You don't get him to Vulcan within a week, eight days at the outside, he'll die. He'll die, Jim.
0: What a twist! I know, right?
2: Die. why within eight days? Explain. I don't know. Keep saying that, are you a doctor, aren't you? There's a growing imbalance of body functions. As if in our bodies, huge amounts of adrenaline were constantly being pumped into our bloodstreams. Now, I can't trace it down in my biocomps. comps. Spock won't tell me what it is. But if it isn't stopped somehow, Physical and emotional pressures will simply kill him. Um. You say you're convinced he knows what it is? He does. And he's as tight-lipped about it as an Aldebaran shell mouth. No use to ask him, Jim. He won't talk. Has given me his medical evaluation of your condition. He says you're going to die unless something is
1: done. What
2: is it? Something only your planet can do for you?
0: Stop. So that was a blooper. He had already dropped the pin, mm-hmm. and then when they zoom in on his hand, he's holding the pin again, right.
2: You've been called the best first officer in the fleet. That's an enormous asset to me. If I have to lose that first officer, I want to know why.
3: There's a thing no outworlder may know. Except those very few who have been involved. understands but even we do not speak of it among ourselves it is a deeply personal thing can you see that captain and understand no I do not understand explain consider that an order captain there are some things which transcend even the discipline of the service
2: Help if I told you that I'll treat this as totally confidential. It
3: has to do with biology. What? Biology. kind of biology? Vulcan biology.
2: You mean the biology of Vulcans? Biology as in reproduction? Well, there's no need to be uh, embarrassed about it, Mr. Spike. It happens to the birds and the bees. The birds and the
3: bees are not Vulcans, Captain. They were any creature as proudly logical as us were to have their logic ripped from them as this time does to us How do Vulcans choose their mates? Haven't you wondered?
2: I guess the rest of us assume that it's done quite
1: logically
3: not. We shield it with ritual and customs shrouded in antiquity. The humans have no conception. It strips our minds from us. brings a madness which rips away our veneer of civilization.
0: It is the pawn far Did he say something about eel birds already? I missed it. If we did, I missed it. So the giant eel birds uh, was a bird-like animal native to the planet Regulus V. The eel bird must return to its caverns from which they hatched every 11 years in order to mate. Okay. He must have said something. I think he did. And then Regulus Five was an inhabited fifth planet in the Alpha Quadrant, in the Alpha Linnaeus system, sorry, of the Beta Quadrant. Um, it was the home world of the Eelbirds. A major settlement on the planet was the Regulus Five con- uh, city. So. Oh, he did say Ponfar too. So Ponfar. Ponfar. So, it says here, Pond Far was a Vulcan time of mating, and the rituals following it were shrouded under a veil of mystery and secrecy. It was considered to be a very private matter for the Vulcan society, so much that only a handful of Starfleet doctors had ever handled it. Among themselves, Vulcans found it inappropriate to involve themselves with others' Ponfar. And this came up in A Muck Time and in Voyager in the episode called Blood Fever.
4: Okay.
0: Um, so, yeah.
3: There are precedents in nature, Captain. Oh, wait, here it comes. The giant eel birds of Regulus V. Once okay, well, each 11 years, they must it. return to the caverns where they hatched. I was trying. On your Earth. Salmon, they must return to that one stream where they were born to spawn
0: or die in trying. So, basically, what he's saying is their mating nature is basically like fish, for example, where they have to every seven years they have to return home to mate, right? But
2: you're not a fish, Mr. spark You're no.
3: Nor am I a man. I'm a Vulcan. I'd hoped that would be spared this. But the ancient drives are too strong. Eventually they catch up with us. We are driven by forces we cannot control. To return home and take a wife. Or die.
2: I haven't heard a word you've said. And I'll get you to Vulcan somehow. Lieutenant, get me Admiral Comack at Starfleet Command, Sector 9, right but down to McCoy's office.
1: Starfleet Command, yes, sir.
0: Mr. Solo,
2: you don't think... Maybe you ought to plot a course back for Vulcan just in case
1: <laughs> communication to mr Spock. lieutenant Uhura here captain ask me let doctors. me
3: alone captain very strong man. the most unusual request i'm aware of that sir
1: but it's of the utmost importance you must give me permission to divert to vulcan but you refuse to explain
2: why it is so important i can't sir but Believe me I wouldn't make such a request. The Altair 6 is no ordinary matter. That area is just putting itself together after a long interplanetary conflict. This inauguration will stabilize the entire Altair system. Our appearance there is a demonstration of friendship and
3: strength which will cause ripples clear to the Klingon Empire.
2: Sir, the delay would be at most a day. I can hardly believe we'll urge you will that-
3: proceed to Altair 6's order. Subject disclosed. You have your orders. Starfleet out, well,
2: that's that. No, it's not. I know the Altair situation. We would be one of three starships, very impressive, very diplomatic, but it's simply not that vital. You can't go off to Falcon against Starfleet orders. You'll be busted. But I cannot. Spock die, can I, Bones? And he will, if we go to Altair. I owe my life a dozen times over. Isn't that worth a career? He's my friend. Bridge, navigation. Bridge, navigation. Mr. Chekhov. Lay in a course for Vulcan. Tell Engineering I want Warp 8 or better. Push up or all she'll take. Course already <coughs> Laying it in, sir. I see. Very well, carry on, Mr. Chekov. Kirk out.
0: Yes, nice, sir. Miss Travel.
1: Yes, Mr. Spock.
2: I
3: had a most startling dream. You were trying to tell me something. But I couldn't hear you. illogical for us to protest against our natures don't you think
1: i don't understand your face is wet i came to tell you that we are bound for vulcan we'll be there in just a few days
3: No, Christy. Would you make me some of that low-make soup? Oh, I'd be
1: very glad to do that.
3: that you've surmised my problem doctor my compliments on your insight captain there is a thing that happens to vulcans at this time almost an insanity which you would no doubt find distasteful will i you've been most patient with my kinds of (laughs) men. then would you beam down to the planet's surface and stand with me there is a brief ceremony is it permitted it is my right by tradition, the mail is accompanied by his closest friends. Thank you, Mr. Spock. I also request McCoy accompany me. I shall be honored, sir. Captain.
1: We're standing by on Vulcan hailing frequency, sir. Open the channel, Lieutenant.
2: Vulcan Space Central, this is the USS Enterprise requesting permission to assume standard orbit. USS Enterprise from Vulcan Space Central, permission granted, and from all of Vulcan, welcome. Is Commander Spock with you? This is Spock. Stand by to activate your central viewer, please. what's going on?
1: Nurse
0: Chapel doesn't know.
1: Spock, it is I.
3: Debray. Parted from me, and never parted. Never and always touching and
1: touched. We meet at the appointed place. Spock, parted from me, and never parted. Never and always touching and touched. I await you. She's lovely, Mr. Spock. Who is she?
0: She is T'Pring. My wife. So it says here, T'Pring. Now, I've said something about these next two Vulcans we're going to meet. Okay. T'Pring and T'Pau. So, I know, I just gave it away. I'm sorry. So T'Pring was born in 2230, was a Vulcan female who was bonded to Spock as a child. In 2267... When Spock began suffering from far, he returned to Vulcan to mate with the prey. So that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil the rest of it right now. Okay. circular area. This is actually an area owned by Spock's family. They're very wealthy.
3: This is the land of my family. It has been held by us for more than 2,000 Earth years.
0: This is our place of Kunat Khalifi. Oh yeah, so Kunat uh was a Vulcan mating ritual within, literal means, marriage or challenge and is fundamentally a wedding ceremony. I will leave the rest for you to find out, but if needs be I can tell you what is going to happen next.
2: called it Kunak what he described it to me as meaning marriage or challenge in the distant past Vulcans kill to win their mates they still go mad at this time perhaps the price they pay for having no emotions the rest of the time <laughs> lovely wish the breeze were cool yeah hot as Vulcan now I understand what that phrase means
0: in the end, the atmosphere is thinner than on earth Right on Vulcan spheres thinner than earth.
2: I wonder when is
3: T'Pring arrives? The marriage party approaches.
2: I hear them. Marriage party? You said T'Pring was your wife?
3: By our parents arrangement, a ceremony. While we were about seven years of age Less than a marriage, but more than a betrothal. One touches the other in order to feel each other's thoughts. In this way, our minds were locked together so that at the proper time, we would both be drawn to Kunut Khalifi.
0: Oh. You know what that is. So do you remember this person from Enterprise? Maybe. You don't remember T'Pau? I would have to see. She was accused of bombing the Earth Embassy in Enterprise. Yeah, she hasn't come on the screen yet, so... Yes, yeah, she is. She's right there. Oh, I can't really see her. Okay. Oh. that is That is Pao as an older woman. Oh! Vulcan woman. Yes. See, here's her original from Enterprise. Do you remember yes, her now? Yes, I do. So T'Pau was a Vulcan diplomat Judge and philosopher who became one of the leaders, leading figures in Vulcan history. One of the most logical minds among her people, she had been also been absolutely ruthless in applying, or applications of her logic. So she does make, like I said, I did tell you she would make a comeback. A right. comeback.
2: The only person to ever turn down a seat in the Federation Council. Topow. Officiating at Spock's wedding. He never mentioned that his family was listening for him.
0: So, interesting fact the actual gal who plays T'Pau here couldn't do the Vulcan salute. So, she had uh, rubber banded her fingers together so she could do it. That was a trick back then. Nowadays they use glue that wears off. Right. But back then it was a rubber band.
4: our ceremonies for outworlders?
3: They are not outworlders. They are my friends. I am permitted this.
2: This is Kirk. Ma'am.
4: And Thee are called?
2: Leonard McCoy, ma'am.
4: The names these outworlders' friends. How does the pledge their behavior?
3: With my life, (laughs) Dipa.
4: What we are about to see comes down from the time of the beginning without change. This is the Vulcan heart. This is the Vulcan soul. This is our way. Carry far.
0: Roughly translated, she just called for the challenge. Gotcha. Um, So, it says, Khalifi was a Vulcan passion fight, traditional to the death, but not necessarily, uh, in which two Vulcan males fought for the right to mate with a certain female. So, hence, uh, Kunak Khalifi. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
4: The challenge. With him? He acts only if power is seen. She will choose her champion. Spark? Do not attempt to speak with him, Kirk. He is deep in the pluck the blood fever.
0: So it says here the pluck was was Vulcan phrase literally meaning blood fever. It was characterized by irrational and indist- instinctive drive driven behavior, the combative nature, and a high fever, especially during the final stages of Ponfar. Normally a Vulcan in this state would be unable to speak or think clearly, and in... And the desire to mate was very strong and irresistible. The blood fever was initiated by a Vulcan telepathic bond between two Vulcans, but instinctiveness of Vulcan mating with members of other species did exist.
4: Gotcha. He will not speak with thee again until he has passed through what is to come. If he wishes to depart, he may leave now. We'll stay. Spock chose his friends well.
2: Ma'am, I don't understand. Are you trying to say that she rejected him, that she doesn't want him?
4: He will have to fight for her. It is her right. The bring the has chosen the caliphate, the challenge we are prepared to become the property of the victor I
1: am prepared oh,
4: right spark does the accept challenge according to our laws and customs
2: And down it, not in its present condition.
4: De you will choose thy champion.
1: As it was in the dawn of our days, as it is today, as it will be for all tomorrows, I make my choice. What? She chose
0: Kirk. Why each other? No. Well, she chose Kirk for a reason I'm willing to let her explain later. Okay. But she will explain why she chose Kirk. I am to be the one. It was agreed.
4: Be silent.
0: Hear me.
2: I have made the ancient claim. I claim the right. The woman is right.
4: Ask forgiveness. Yep. Yeah. The prayer is within her rights, but our laws and customs are not binding on thee. Thee are free to decline, with no harm on thyself. I
0: love the old. I love the old language that she uses, like thee and thy. Right. And it's just so cool. Right.
4: Oh. He speaks.
3: My friend does not understand.
4: The choice has been made, spoke It is up to him now.
3: It does not. No, I will do what I must devour, but not with him. His blood does not burn. He is my friend.
4: It is said, thy Vulcan blood is thin. Are the Vulcan or are thee human?
3: I burn to bow my eyes are flame my heart is flame thee has the power to bow in the name of my father's forbid forbid to i plead with thee i beg he has
4: prided thyself on thy vulcan heritage it is decided decline. Another champion will be selected. Do not interfere, Kirk. Keep thy place.
0: That's a little bit of T'Pau's heritage. Her mean part of, um, how they put it? Her uh, aggressiveness on heritage came into play there. Keep thy place. Right. You can't do it, Jim. You can't? No. She said that their laws and
2: customs were not binding on you. And you said Spock might not be able to handle it. Well, if I can knock Spock out without really hurting him... In this climate, if the heat doesn't get you, the thin air will. <laughs> a quit. And Spock wins, and honor is satisfied. Jim, listen, if you. Bone. He's my first officer, my friend. I disregarded Starfleet orders to bring him here. Another thing that's the POW of Vulcan. All of Vulcan in one package. How can I back out in front of her? Big question. It is done.
4: Kirk, decide.
2: I accept the challenge.
4: Here begins the act of combat for possession of the woman to bring. As it was at the time of the beginning, so it is now. Bring forth
0: the Lirpa. So the Lerpa was also shown in Enterprise. Only a smaller... So, the the bottom end of it was smaller and the blade was smaller. Right. The Lerpa is a traditional Vulcan, Vulcan melee weapon, considering of a metal staff with a fan-shaped blade at one end and a club at the other. And the half- below the shape blade had some Vulcan lettering on it as well usually gotcha
4: combat will continue with
0: the an moon. So the an moon was a traditional Vulcan melee weapon consisting of a strip of leather with metal balls at the end. It's used as a whip or noose. It was used by combatants in the Khalifi, the traditional mating challenge during the Pan Far how's that for some right. information for you,
2: you mean you've both survived
0: this combat is to the death <laughs>
2: Said anything about a fight to the death? These men are friends. Force them to fight, and one of them is killed.
4: I can forgive such a display only once. Challenge was given and lawfully accepted.
0: Has McCoy's got a knife to his neck? Has begun. The executioner.
4: Let no one interfere.
0: His butt just cut shit and from nipple to nipple into the bubble.
2: Chivalry. The air's too hot and thin for Kirk. He's not used to it. The air is the
4: air. What can be done?
2: I can compensate with the atmosphere and the temperature with this. At least it'll give Kirk a fighting chance.
4: They may proceed.
2: That's not what I came to Vulcan for, isn't
0: it? What's that? It's a triox compound. It'll help you breathe. But be careful. So, the triox compound was a simple but effective intravenous medicine used for rapid oxidization in the blood of a living being, especially in an oxygen-poor environment such as Vulcan. Most humans and humanoids would otherwise have been have had trouble getting sufficient oxygen in such environments, especially during any strenuous work or other excursions. The drug could be used for a substitute for cumbersome breathing masks and equipment in such cases. Right. Sound medical advice.
4: The arm boom!
0: In front of your eyes. We would have the rest of, the of dead. You never know they could have replaced him with someone else.
1: Maybe.
0: You don't know this. This is this is nothing you know. Trust me on this. He's done. He's gone. Okay, we'll they killed see. him all. Get your hands off of him, Spock.
2: It's finished. It's
3: dead.
4: I grieve with the
2: boy on a price.
1: Lieutenant
2: Duhur here. Have the transporter room stand by to beam up the landing party. As strange as it may seem, Mr. Spock, you're in command now. Any orders?
3: Yes. I'll follow you up in a few minutes. You will instruct Mr. Chekhov to plot a course for the nearest star base where I must surrender myself to the authorities.
0: McCoy knows better. Right.
3: Keep bring Explain.
1: Specify.
3: Why the challenge? And why you chose my captain as your champion?
1: Stahn wanted me. I wanted him.
3: I see no logic in preferring Stahn over me.
1: You have become much known among our people, Spock. Almost a legend. And as the years went by, I came to know that I did not want to be the consort of the legend. But by the laws of our people, I could only divorce you by the caliphate. There was also Stun, who wanted very much to be my consort, and I wanted him. If your captain were victor, he would not want me, and so I would have Stun. If you were victor, you would free me because I had dared to challenge, and again I would have Stun. But if you did not free me, it would be the same for you would be gone and I would have your name and your property and Stan would still be there
3: logical flawlessly logical I am honored Stan she is yours after a time you may find that having is not so pleasing a thing after all
1: mm-hmm.
3: as wanting right it is not logical but it is often true Spock here stand by to beam up mm-hmm. live long to thou. Prosper. Live long and prosperous I shall do neither. I have killed my captain. And my friend. Energized. I shall be resigning my commission immediately, of course. A uh, Spock. So I-, I would appreciate you making the final arrangements. Spock, I, Doctor, please, let me finish. There can be no excuse for the crime of which I'm guilty. I intend to offer no defense. Furthermore, I shall order Mr. Scott to take immediate command of this vessel. Don't you think you better check with me first? Captain!
0: Huh. Jim! Spock and that big smile. Jim! <laughs> I'm
3: pleased to see you, Captain. You seem uninjured. I am at something of a loss to understand it, however. Blame
2: McCoy. That was no Triox compound he shot me with. He slipped in a neural paralyzer. Knocked me out. Simulated death. Indeed. Nurse, would you mind, please?
3: Spock, what happened down here? The girl, the wedding. Oh, yes, the girl. That's interesting. It must have been the combat. When I thought I had killed the captain, I found I had lost all interest in interpreting. The madness was gone. Here, here.
1: Captain Kirk, message from Starfleet Command. Top priority.
2: Uh-oh. Relay it, Lieutenant.
1: Response to T'Pau's request for diversion of Enterprise to Planet Vulcan... Hereby approved. Any reasonable delay granted. Comac, Admiral Starfleet Command.
2: Well, a little late, but I'm glad they're seeing it our way. How about that, DePaul? They couldn't turn it out. Mr. Chekov, lay in a course for Altair 6. Leave orbit when ready. Kirk out. There's just one thing, Mr. Spock. You can't tell me that when you first saw Jim alive that you weren't on (laughs) the verge of giving us an emotional scene that would have brought the house down.
3: Merely my quite logical relief that Starfleet had not lost the highly proficient captain. Yes, Mister Spock. I understand. Thank you, Captain. Of course, Mister Spock. Your
2: reaction was quite logical. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> and a pig's eye. <laughs> Come on, Spock. Let's go mind
0: the store. <laughs> As the credits roll. So, Vicky, that was Season 1, Episode 1, or Season 2, Episode 1, Amok Time. What did you think of that one? I liked it. Okay. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you give this one?
1: I give that an 8.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to give it a solid 7. So, who do you think this episode hinged on? And no, you cannot say them all, because that is wrong and you know it. No, it's not. But anyway... I'll say to Pau, to, to bring um, the executioner, um, Spock, Chekhov, Kirk, McCoy, and Sulip. And Uhura. Damn. Kind of. You forgot about Nurse Chapel. Okay. Um, but other than that, jeez, you named them all that I was going to name. So anyways, Vicky, is there anything else you want to say? No. Okay, well I guess until next week, I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And we will catch you in the next mission.
4: Bye!